Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Bootleg Cat Podcast. We got a legend in here, man. No, I'm not a legend, bro. You are a legend. No. Well, look, I grew up watching you play basketball at okay. a very high level. I'm 35. So that was like my era. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I could dig it. Lamar Odom is here, man. What's good? What's good, bro? Chilling. It's crazy. I just, uh, just so randomly, like last week I was in Phoenix at my parents' house and I, I, um, I pulled a, a lot of my old shit out of storage and I found, um, the Slam Magazine cover with you and uh, Darius Miles and was it Q Rich on there? No, or it was Elton Brand. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. A legendary cover. Yeah, that was my idea too, for us to um, weigh each other's jerseys and put them on backwards. Yeah, yeah, that was a dope cover. Yeah, that was a. It's crazy because like when you go back and look at the roster of like those some of those Clippers teams you were on. Mm-hmm. Just so talented, man. Yeah. Just like it just didn't I guess it didn't work out, but fuck, you guys no. had you guys were deep. If we had if that team would have had like one Can we have the mic in front of you? Oh uh, yeah. If that team would have had like um like one veteran. Yeah. That was like respecting the league that we could have like learned from. Because everybody was young. Good habits, yeah. Yeah. Like we just out there hooping. Yeah. Mm. It's crazy. That was, was it fun like though. It, how crazy was it back? Did you guys like when you were playing for the Clippers? Did you like know much about Donald Sterling being like a, a a shithead, or was it like you know? I mean, I knew that he had the reputation that he wasn't going to pay anybody cheap. Yeah, so um, you know, even though you're young mm-hmm. and you understand the business a little bit at that point in time in your career, I kind of. Knew that I wasn't probably going to be there long because I knew that I was, you know, good enough to be a, a max paid player. Right. And he wasn't going. He was a cheap owner. Yeah. Yeah. He knew the system on how to, um, you know, not win games and, and still come up on the plus side as far as making money. Because it was like all about the bottom line with him. Yeah. So why when it's like why would we spend money to win a championship? Yeah, if, I'm making money at the end of every year. Just it, stay know. shitty and draft players. And, he, he had no love for the game or for the brothers. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm a Suns fan, and we've been dealing with 
Are you? The cheapest uh, owner in basketball for the last. Well, I feel bad for the Suns fans because they ain't going to never get what probably what y'all probably deserve. Probably to change the mascot. What does that mean? You don't like the gorilla? Nah, bro. Do you think there's like some racial connotations with the Suns gorilla? Come on, bro. And the the thing that's funny is like they kind of like slid that one by for all these years. Nobody like says anything about that. Well, okay. It is random. Gorillas in the desert. You can't find any. Well, that's what I was going to say. You could probably find a cactus or... In terms of like the animal chosen, we're in Phoenix. It's the Suns. I don't know what the Suns... And basketball, bro. It's just like, come on. You think it was on purpose? But you know what's so really crazy about it? Hmm. Is that it was a... um, They just tried it because they wanted to get some, they wanted to get the fans involved. Right. And that's the reason why they kept it because the fans loved it. Mm. But you don't think it was like, Jerry Calandro is like not purposely trying to. I'm just saying though, yeah, it's not good representation because Phoenix is like the last city to recognize Dr. King okay. as a, as a come holiday. On, man. Now I already know. No, Phoenix has the gorilla. Some- Okay. We do have some terrible histories. In it's just like how they changed the, what they changed the Redskins and the Indian. Mm, to the commanders. Yeah, I think it's probably probably about that time. As a woke, young black man in America right now, in this climate, I'm surprised Chris Paul hasn't said anything about it. You know what it is, man? The Suns Gorilla is so popular in Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. <laughs> I bet it is. It's like, and that guy, and and the uh, mascot is one like mascot of the year so much. Yeah. yeah, and then there's a wild, crazy gorilla. He ain't like tamed or nothing like that. Nah, he's a pretty chill gorilla. Nah, motherfucker jumping up off the roof and all that. <laughs> I mean, he's a mascot. I've been, I've not, nah, I've been watching it though. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm hip to it. Yeah, you know what I mean, and um. You know, at forty two, I'm just I'm just looking at toes that things totally different. I I'm forty three. I respect it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just saying, like, any chance you was, was, there, huh? was there any any discussions where ever thought you might end up on the Suns? No. No. And it was crazy because when I was playing, that's, that's something that just just went over my head. The gorilla. Yeah. We like, were, I think I probably started paying attention to it a little bit more when I seen. Um, Cedric Sabal is doing MCN. Yeah, shout out to Ced. Yeah, yeah, he was MC. He's he's Ced he is a a great DJ too. Yeah, he is. Yeah, does radio and shit. He's a legend in AZ for sure. Shout out to Ced and a Lakers legend. He made all. He's made. Yeah, yeah he fifty points as a Laker. Yeah, yeah. He didn't make the list though. Did he make the list? The top seventy-five list as a Laker. He might. I'm have. not sure he's on that. You you were on that, right? I was. Yeah. Well, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. Because that's a big honor. To be, I mean, the most storied franchise. I'd rather have my number retired. You think that's coming? I don't know. Shit, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like. I'm, I bet you one thing, I don't motherfucker get an individual award and shoot a reality show the same season. You know what I'm saying? Because you I ain't patting myself on the back. but You got sixth man of the year that year? Yeah. I, shot, I was shooting Chloe and Lamar that year. I forgot you guys had Chloe and Lamar. I, I definitely watched that. Damn. Yo, just that whole, like, 
era of the Lakers was so wild to me because, like, I think, like, you got traded from Miami. There was, like, a, t- a point in time where, like, Kobe was a little unhappy. I forget. It was, I think it was the year before you guys got Pau Gasol, right? Yeah. I remember, like, Phoenix Talk Radio, everybody was like, yo, the Suns might try to trade for Kobe. And then it obviously didn't happen, but. If, he probably was bluffing just to make things happen overnight. Because that Chris Paul trade. Like you, He wasn't going to ever. Kobe would have never left L.A. He wasn't ever going to leave L.A. Right. Crazy. What was it like being on the team when the league shuts down the Chris Paul trade? Well, for me, I, I was happy because I was in a trade. You were supposed to get sent to New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. What, no. year, what was that, like Oh, seven, oh eight. I was 11, I think. Pal Gasol was in the trade. That you was were, 10 or oh, 10 or 11. You were yeah. in the trade. Pal was in the trade. It doesn't happen. David Stern shuts it down. You're happy, though, because you want to stay in L.A. Yeah. Was that weird coming back to the team after, like, they just tried to trade you, or did you just kind of understand it was business? Nah. Shit, I ain't never going to leave L.A. I've been in L.A. since I was 19 years old. But I, I just mean in terms of like that Chris Paul trade not happening. But you find you obviously yeah, find I was out, happy as fuck. I but I'm saying, but you me. find out you're a part of the trade. It gets canceled when you come back to the team. <coughs> it's, it's, it's over with. It's over with. There's underneath the bridge, you know, under the water now. Yeah, I'm just happy to be back at that point in time. Yeah, would you? I mean, obviously, um, you saw kind of like both extremes of playing in L.A. from the Clippers yeah, to the Lakers. Looking over, seeing how it was. Even though you guys were in the same building, did you feel the like just the different like organizationally? Did you feel the difference in terms of like management, culture, all that shit? Well, everything is different. Yeah, you know what I mean. Expectancy. Mm, the expectations are crazy. Yeah, like the Clippers. Um, to this day, you know, if they had a better season than the Lakers, then they, no one, then they had a great season. Yeah, and also no one gives a fuck. Feel me? Yeah. The Lakers trying to be the best team in the NBA. Yeah. So I think that's the difference. And the town, too. Yeah, L.A. You different, LA right? And the motherfucker tell you, tell you there ain't no difference. In how, oh, how no, no, no. If you live line. here, you know. Nobody fucks with the Clippers. No, they do. But not many people. They do. Yeah, there's a there's a few. Clipper, shout out to my man Clipper Darrell. Clipper Darrell has there's lost. Some, I mean, I'm going to be keep, I'm gonna keep it real with you. He's lost bets to me. I'm going to keep it real with you. You know, shout out to my man Kadeem Hardison. Malcolm in the middle. Like they were there when we was expected to lose. Uh what's the old old comedian dude's name? Uh that's always at the Clipper games. The old white dude. He had a sitcom. Fuck. You know who I'm talking about, bro. Oh no, bro. My rookie year, bro, we lost twenty games in a row, about twenty. So I mean we was averaging getting blown out. You lost twenty in a row. By 20? That's a total fact. Is that a fact? Is that like a, a, a record? I don't know. Probably got to be close to it. Oh, my God. Now, was that the year before? Was Michael Alokondi already with y'all? Yeah. Wow. That was his second year? Yeah, my rookie year was his second year. Damn. That's great. That's terrible. Was Alvin Gentry the coach? One of our coaches. Oh, man. Yeah. That's That's... That's like some Detroit Lions shit. I mean, the Clippers low-key are like, uh, I feel like in, 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 before Chris Paul went to the Clippers, I looked at the Clippers as like the worst organization in all sports. Oh, until they got Bomber. 
Right, because the owner, a team is going to be a reflection of the owner. I mean, even before he sold, I mean, when it was Blake Griffin and CP, it was like, okay, cool. They at least they're they're good. No, yeah, they, they were turning it around because the, the the product they had talent. Yeah, you know Lob what I mean. City, yeah, and there was some energy. Yeah, and Chris Paul was a veteran. Yeah, even though he had you know young Blake Griffin. That's what I'm saying. If if my team just had like a, a veteran presence, just the presence, not even the output on the court. Right. Feel what I'm saying? Just to tame us off the court, help us with our practice habits and shit like that. That team would have been made noise in the playoffs. How crazy was off the court 2000 Clippers, 2001 Clippers? Were y'all hitting the club all the time? All the time. I was like the kind of leader. We used to go to the hotel. We used to get to the hotel, you know, meet me downstairs. We just be out. Whatever city y'all were in, you guys every were turning city, we it just turn it out. Wow. Go to the club. <laughs> you know, every, every city, though. Who was like your number one like uh, partner in crime? It'd be me, Jeff McGinnis, D Miles, Q. Shout out to we was we used to always hang tight off the court. Even the dudes that didn't really even like each other, I think I was kinda like the bridge. You kinda yeah. like bridged everybody, that kind of yeah. the glue. Yeah. Damn. I can imagine Darius Miles, Lamar Odom. I mean we all in LA, you know, everybody got like a little million dollars in their pocket. Mm-hmm. All into the same shit. Everybody's into the sneakers and girls. Same shit that we into now. Yeah. Um, but it was new. It was new to you back then. Yeah. Yeah. Out Straight out of high school or college, wherever you was at. Yeah, Everybody had little well, bands. Darius Miles got drafted out of high school, right? Out of high school, yeah. Damn, so was he even 18? Or was he like, yeah, he, was 18, he just 19. turned 18, yeah, right? Yeah. So you're just... <laughs> and I was 19, 20, I was 21. You guys weren't even old enough to drink. Mm-mm. Man, we was everywhere. In the clubs or just doing hotel parties? In the, in the hotel parties. Yeah. Crazy. I don't know. So in the club. In the club. Man. Yeah. I ain't the NBA experience to party in your hotel. We was out. I can only imagine that era had to be so much more fun because you had so much less shit to worry about. Yeah, social media and all that shit wasn't out. Like so you that. could you could fuck off and like truly fuck off and not worry about being on TMZ the next day or Twitter or whatever the fuck it is. Yo, you could have fun. You can have innocent fun mm. and not have to worry about being on TMZ. Because you can like not do anything. Mm-hmm. You, you can just be out at a club. And like I, I just saw, you. I'm sure you saw, they, they posted a video of LeBron gambling and they trying to make it like a bad thing because he was playing blackjack. I'm like, who gives a fuck? Exactly. Like he's just. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you got to watch your back over everything now. Do you find, because you've been through so much, man. Do you find yourself... Um, more calculated now in terms of just like you got to, I'm older I learned you know what I mean you've been through a lot I ain't gonna man. make the same mistakes of course you feel me yeah that I made um when I was 19 that was be I'd be insane yeah you feel me I try to you know at least get better every day you have to man you feel me um like look just think about it I got suspended twice for smoking weed so crazy it's, it's crazy Probably cost me like thirty million dollars if I think about it. Because of the, in, it, did it affected your next deals? Because I was a free agent. You had a stigma. Year. Oh, this guy smokes weed. He's a he's a troublemaker. But which, by the way, now we know it doesn't fucking matter. They don't even test for weed in the NBA. It's crazy. So yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Now I'm about to get paid for selling weed for selling dope. They call it dope. I hate that word. It's amazing. You got your own weed coming out. You feel me? Yeah. What's the weed called? It's Odom Cannabis. It's okay. with it's with Flight Path, and um, the first two strains it's just gonna be uh, cereal milk and gelato. 
Nice. Got some dope packaging on that shit. How would you guys hide weed back in the day when you were playing? Like, would you know if you were going to get piss tested? Or was it random? Yeah, my, that's what I'm saying about the youth shit, right? Right. Like, I know that I'm getting tested. Mm. So you And you're still doing it. But you knew, yeah, you were just kind of... Hoping that yeah, it was like you, you were know what I mean, playing like, roulette with your with your career. Like, yeah, like I know, but you, you know me? I'm young. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, just like it was the time where I like you know I like to sniff coke mm. while f- playing. No, no, summertime. Feel me. So let me get this straight. So during, but during during your basketball years. Yeah. So during the summer yeah. off season, you would play with the coke. Facts. Yeah. No, I mean at at forty. Three, mm-hmm. like I don't even really, I don't even really fuck with no hard drugs now. Nowadays, right. you feel what I'm saying? Um, but why? I'm 43. Yeah, you got so much shit out there. You got this fentanyl, fentanyl shit, shit like that high. So that that 15 minutes of high, it, what, is it worth? Well, that's the thing about my cocaine. Life? Is like you got to keep doing it. Yeah, it's like if you're well, you don't have to, but you're gonna want to. No, right? Because like you said, it it, it doesn't last long. Yeah. So if you do it and you're out. And you're out and you're having a night. Yeah. You're going to keep doing it. Facts. If it's around. What year, how far into your career did you start fucking with Coke? My son passed away. Damn. 2006. So when you were in the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that that was a direct result of you dealing with the pain from losing your son? It could have been. I don't know. It could have been. It just probably was. I just chose that time to party. You know what I mean? Made the wrong decision. That shit opened up a demon. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I, re- I regret having to learn about myself in that way. I regret that I, you know, that I had that strong um, urge of addiction that way. Mm. You feel me? It was such a hard. I'm, I mean, that's something that you never get over either, man. Losing a kid. Yeah. No, nah, that's the opposite of um, our life cycle, right? We don't think that we're supposed to. Bury our children. Our children supposed to bury us. Exactly, man. Yeah. That's that's tough. Yeah. That's definitely tough, man. Yeah. Um, have you ever? Because you know, obviously, you've dealt with addiction. I know people who have done like ayahuasca retreats mm-hmm. to try to like break through. Some well, of that I did. Shit. A, I did something that's some similar to that. What you do? I did um, ibogaine. What's that? Um, it's a plant medicine. Okay, it's supposed to be like the strongest psychedelic. Up, yeah, psychedelic okay. medicine. And um, I'm gonna tell you, I did a lot of drugs in my life, and that shit was, whoo, whoo. That, that shit was so strong. I was, I was, I was sitting there like, and it was hitting me. I was like, God, please, have this shit stop. Was everything visual? Yeah, I got to. So you know, plant medicine is really spiritual. Of course. Yeah, they, they, I know people who say that they are atheist, and then they did DMT or they did ayahuasca, and now they believe in God because they're like. So they say that the first vision that you're gonna see is probably like the closest person in your family. Mm-hmm. And so oh, I open my eyes and I see my cousin Sierra, who I kind of like raised her, mm-hmm. and I kept hearing my mother' voice, my grandmother's voice. Um, the women in my family, like my cousin, mm. I kept hearing their voice and shit like that. And I got to see my son again. Wow. I got to see him like the age where he was, you know, he passed away. Probably like the age, um, like 12 or 13, and then like the age he would have been at that time. 
What the that fuck? shit was trippy, yeah. That was the only time you did it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It made me want to do it again, but that shit was so strong. I don't know if I want to even you face like, those demons. Purge myself. Yeah, like, like what's the second time like? If you saw if that's what happened the first time. Yeah. What up, y'all? We're stopping the interview real quick to tell you about our good friends at MyBookie. We're live in my room right now in Las Vegas. And if you're not in Las Vegas like me and you want to gamble on sports in the easiest, most convenient way, you want to get that money, man. Listen, NFL season, we got college football, we got NBA going stupid right now. All you got to do is sign up right now at MyBookie using the promo code BOOTLEG and they will match your first deposit up to $1,000. That's right. Whatever you deposit up to $1,000, they're going to match that. They're going to give you free money to gamble with. So what the fuck are you doing? Inflation is crazy. Everybody can use some extra money. They're going to give you some free money to play with. If you make your first deposit using that promo code bootleg up to $1,000, they're going to match it. Uh, I'm going to tell you what. This weekend, Cardinals versus Niners, Monday Night Football, Mexico City, I don't like my Cardinals. Go heavy on them Niners, all right? That's all I'm that's my bet for the week, all right? Let me know what you got. Uh hit me on Instagram and all that, but don't forget to sign up and get this money with me at my bookie. All right. Go to my bookie right now, stream games, bet on them. You can live bet them. You could do the props. And of course, they got the live casino, all that. My bookie promo code bootleg. Sign up right now and they're gonna match your money up to a thousand dollars. Let's get back to the interview. You ever fuck with shrooms? Nah, you know what? Every time I I done shrooms. They never really like. Well, because you're a big dude, man. So when you do <laughs> they never like really hit me or anything like that. I think it's because you just didn't eat enough. Because you're you're a big guy. We so gotta like, put him in like a milkshake or something. Like nah, that, or? nah. Uh, I mean, you could eat them. I have them in gummies. Uh, there's chocolate. <coughs> they got gummies. Yeah. Yeah, they're fire. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, you just gotta. I eat. love candy, as you can see. But at, at, shout out to the nerds. <coughs> um, yeah, nah. You should fuck with some. I feel like psychedelics, like low key. For people who deal with addiction or just have like, you know, shit they need to work out, I feel like psychedelics is like the way to go, man. Yeah. And it's not addictive. It's a drug, but like, what is a drug? It's, it's a drug according to the government. Yeah. Whatever the fuck that means. Like you just said, you used to get fined for smoking weed as it, it cost you 30 million fucking dollars. You know That's what I'm the saying? whole fact. Nowadays, everyone's smoking. Everybody's smoking weed. Everybody. It's like the end thing to do. A hundred. And even like, it's crazy too, because now you have active players doing the weed shit. Like how you have your strain. Oh, is this it? Yeah, that's the um, the packaging for it. Oh, that's fire. The gelato. Yeah. The die cut bag. The cereal milk. Mm hmm. Yo, this will pop, dude. It is going to pop. In LA too? Mm hmm. Yep. See, the bag's important. That die cut will stand out. Mm hmm. Yeah. That's super fire. Yeah, good shit. And then you obviously, you got to quality test the weed, right, first. You've seen American Gangster, right? Of course. I stand by it. I stamp it. Mm-hmm. My product, like Pepsi. You know what the name is? Hell yeah. And you have a Pepsi here. I got a Pepsi here. Not a Coke guy, Pepsi no, guy. No, Pepsi guy. Very few people in this world are Pepsi over Coke. My dad's a Pepsi guy. Yeah? Yeah. Pepsi's like a Coke following. Yes, it's like a fucking underground rapper. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, I was listening to Griselda before everybody. <laughs> Shit. Shout out to Benny the Butcher. Shout out to Benny, man. 
Yeah. What um, What are you listening to these days? Benny the Butcher. Love you some Benny. Have you asked my man? I know all this shit. Let me shout out. Shout out to the Griselda boys, man. Conway, Benny. Locks. Of course, Jay Nas. Nas yeah. got a new album out. King's Disease 3, fire. Super fire. Yeah. It's amazing. It's actually probably the best Nas album since, I don't know, dude. It's a, it's, it's the best King's Disease. I mean, they've, him and Hit Boy put four albums out in two years. It's the best one. I had an ill Nas moment. What was your ill Nas I'm from moment? Queens. Well, I know. You're from Queens. You're from Jamaica, right? Yeah, South Jamaica. So, I don't know where we was at. I was out with um, Taraji P. Henson one night. We go to some little spot. A date? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, what'd you think? I don't know. Nice. Um, <laughs> I see Nas there. Mm-hmm. I had to pull up. I had to get a bottle of champagne. I got the opportunity to chop it up when I see a drum. Man to man, one on one. That's amazing. And that night, we was having dinner with Andrew Jolie, mm. Brad Pitt, Forrest Whitaker. Who? And that night, my dude, I got to see Prince play his crib. What the fuck? So in the same night, you're with Taraji P. Henson on a date. Mm-hmm. You go to dinner with Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. And you see- Forrest Whitaker was right here. And I see now. Shout out to Ghost. Hey, you're, you, did you watch Ghost Dog back in the day, the Forrest Whitaker movie where he was the samurai and the RZA did the soundtrack? It was amazing. Shout out to him. Uh, Hold on. He was a what? He was a samurai in, 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 in New York and he was flying pigeons and Wu-Tang did the soundtrack. It was called Ghost Dog Fire. Uh, a samurai? Yeah. Forrest Whitaker. He's like a black samurai. He like lives by the samurai code. Super fire movie. Like, With that being said, you saw Prince perform the same night. In his crib. At his house. That's my dude. Was Nas at his house? Nah, Nas uh-huh. was at this little club. Oh, we okay, went okay, to okay. before, man. Nas was at his crib. Did you close the deal with Taraji P. Henson that night? We was like... You guys were together? Yeah. I didn't know you were with her. Yeah. Well, look, you got a... Uh, that's a serious resume that uh, Lamar Odom's got in life. I've been to LA since I was 19. Man. What about like back in the day before there's OnlyFans, before there's IG chicks, there was like the chicks who would make it on like King Magazine, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Gloria Velez's, uh, what was that one girl? What's the, Rose? now before her, the Ma- Vita Guerra. Well, I, you know what's crazy about that? Like, I think because of who I, because of who I am, where I live at, I had really access to everybody. Right. But I was I wasn't out, out like looking for somebody like, yo, when I see her, I'm a mm. if I bumped into her or whatever and I got to kick it to her. Yeah. Whatever. You know what I mean? But well, I wasn't I mean, out like, yo, if I see this one, I wasn't out, yo, let me send this one a message to my manager or shit like that. I'm a, I ain't move I don't move like that. Right. But some guys do that, right? They'll send like yeah, the, they they'll send their guy to go. Mm-hmm. Have all the especially nowadays you can't hit a girl up directly. You'll be on oh, fucking with the IG and shit like that. Right? Yeah, they'll just screenshot it. Every time I hit a girl IG, I'll be like, "Let me watch my verbiage." You got to be careful. Like, let me don't sound. Let me don't sound too thirsty or too aggressive because mm. can get flipped. It definitely can get flipped. Hey, tell me this: you've played with some great players. 
some amazing players. Who is your starting five teammates that you've played with throughout your career? And 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 on the same team or no 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 throughout your whole career you had to assemble a starting five. You're not on the team though. Durant. Mm. Iverson. Kobe, of course. LeBron, Powell. That's off. Wait, wait. I'm talking about guys you played with. Oh, got it. Your teammates. That I'll play on the Lakers with or play with at one time? Throughout your career. And you played with at one time. They was all on my team one time. LeBron, USA. Durant, USA. Okay, take the USA shit out. Kobe, well. Let's go through Miami. Kobe, Powell. Da- Dallas. Okay. Kobe, Powell. Kobe, Powell. Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Um, Doug Nowinski. Fuck yeah. This is an all-time Kobe, great team. Kobe. You kind of, well, you don't necessarily need a Kobe, point guard. Kobe, You had Jason Kidd on that Mavericks Kobe, team. Kobe, Powell. Dwayne Wade, Dirk, I mean, you Vince had, Carter. Oh, you had Vince on the, yeah? You put Vince over Jason Kidd? Yeah. I know at that time, but not overall. Right. At that time. That's a hell of a team. You played that's with hard. That's hard to say, though. Yeah. And then you're the sixth man? However you want to take it. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. That'd be a, that'd be a pretty wild. Uh, uh. Yo, what? How crazy? Take me to the eighty-two point game Kobe night. You were there, eighty-one or eighty-one. Why did I say eighty-two? Oh, eighty-two is the mm-hmm. amount of games that get played. Yeah. Um, the eighty-one point game though against the Raptors, where he was just—I mean, a legendary night, man. What was that? There's like? a reason why that coach is not coaching anymore. Who was the coach? Sam Mitchell. Oh uh, yeah, he's. Former Timberwolf know. back in the day. Because mm, the whole time I'm like, yo, double team him. I want to play. He didn't even change the defense. He didn't, change, he didn't make no adjustment. Mm. No zone. Right. We're just going to sit there and just let him just talk to your team. It's pretty crazy. Now Jalen Rose forever will be known as, I mean, an amazing guy, but also the guy who uh, was guarding Kobe most of that game. Gave him... And we was down 25 that game. Really? You know what's crazy about that game? Like, I done seen Kobe, like, hit some, like, incredible shots. Mm-hmm. Shit that you can't imagine. And it just that shit was just, like, basic Kobe. In that game. Just will. Yeah. Just will. Just basic. Everything was, like, well, mostly two foot. wasn't no one-leg runners. You know, a couple of fadeaways here and there, but it was shit was just basic basketball if you think about him. You always hear like um people say Kobe could could be difficult to play with because he held everyone extremely accountable. Yeah, he's you know, he's sick. Yeah, he's like a sick Everybody, competitive you know, guy. Yeah. You know. He didn't um it was hard for him. To get along with guys that you know didn't want it as bad as he did, 
Right. You come from a losing culture. You spent a year in Miami. Mm-hmm. Decent team, obviously, with a young D-Wade. Mm-hmm. You get to the Lakers. Does, like, Kobe have a chat with you? Like, hey, shit's different now. No, nah, but I, I knew Kobe before before the um, before we came into the league. Kind of was um, raised um, in the same AAU environment. So we came through up in the Adidas circuit and with Sonny Vaccaro. Mm-hmm. But playing I, with him has got to be different, right? Because it's like, yo. Yeah, but even through before that, he came to um, – I remember I played against him in um, an NBA camp. The NBA had their best, their top 100 camp. And I remember, uh, and this true story, I remember he was he came walking on, we were at it at Princeton, mm. if I remember. Mm-hmm. Okay, I remember he came walking on, on the campus. I remember he had on shades. This motherfucker had on, he had a briefcase with him. What was in the brief? I don't know. Homework? I don't know, but I was just like, you know, motherfucker, 17 years old, six, 18 years old, he got a briefcase with him. Like, he just looked real serious. Right. And, um. Do you feel like playing with him kind of helped make you kind of like force you to kind of grow up a little bit? No, it, it made me take my, you know, my, it made me, yeah, made me shoot for a championship. Yeah. You know, so. Practice at 10, you know, I'm at 8. Practice mm-hmm. over at 12, I'm not leaving till 3 every day. Damn. You feel me? So, and I could say, he, but see, like, he instilled that with me. He didn't have to say nothing. Right. I got common sense. I'm like, this motherfucker's the best motherfucker in the league. Mm-hmm. If this is what he's doing to stay sharp, I think if I should probably, I could play. You know, I got the talent enough to hang out with him on my own. But if I could just follow and, and take a little bit of or what he doing. The maybe, habits, the behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe some of that stardust will fall off on me. Yeah, because a lot of people got the talent, but it's the other shit. Always the other shit. The other shit is... Talent going to take you so far. But... but Talent, you could get off... But just talent, you could probably get away, you know, three to 15 games, you could really get in talent. But if you want to... 40, 50, 60 games of the same shit, being consistent, you're going to have to work. Yeah. Yo, let me ask you this. As somebody who has, like you said earlier, you know, obviously you, you struggle with addiction. When you see guys who are former players um, that are are in similar situations, um, I just saw, uh, I'm trying to think, what, what's the name of the guy? Delonte West. Delonte West is, I mean, you know, I know uh, Mark Cuban tried to help him out. Yeah. Um, He's still acting up. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Ben Gordon, but he seems to not be doing the greatest yeah. at the moment. But a lot of that shit is mental health. I was going to say, do you... See, have- like, I, I never really... I ain't even really understood how mental health and using drugs is kind of like... Oh, they're all tied in mm-hmm. to the same thing, really. I never really understood that until I, you know, I'm at the age that I am now. But I think what shit is being truthful with yourself about, you know, your situation mentally. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it takes, like how they say, it takes a village to raise a a child. It takes, you know, knowing who your friends are. Because a lot of us have enablers around us. You know, especially a lot of these young black men. Any, know, making a million dollars. Well, especially anybody who's rich no. like that, right? Yeah. Everybody just wants a piece, so they're going to... Don't nobody want to tell them no. Of course not. Even if it's costing you your life. Because even if you get high and you get away with it that day or that night, it's really costing you your life. You don't know it. Right. What is the crazy... You're really getting low. Yeah, man. Look, I, I think that that's... 
everyone, if, if you're supplying livelihood for people, they're going to look the other way if you're into some bullshit because if you know how it is if you're an addict, the, la- the last thing you want to be told is the truth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. What's the, what, how crazy, like, drug use-wise, what was, like, the craziest shit you've tried? Shit, just, I mean, cocaine in every which form. Yeah. You feel me? So you've, you smoked in this crack? Basically. Yeah. You, you know, what's the difference? Because I'll be watching fucking Snowfall. The high is the difference. Is it, like, that fire? What? Like smoking crack. Rock? Yeah, because like, man, people will literally give up everything to get more of it. It's got to be insane. And and I don't mean that in like a good way, but the high's got to be crazy. It's intense. Yeah. And for me, I'm going to be honest with you, like every drug that I did was always tied into sex too. Mm. So you would? Every which one. Yeah. Every which one. So when you were having sex, you obviously get the drugs involved. Yeah, always. Makes the sex better. Always. Addicted to sex, addicted to drugs. What the fuck? The same way. Yeah. So, hey, man, sex is, I mean, look, man, shit. Yeah. Feel me? Yeah. And nowadays, sex is, is more easy to get than drugs. True. You feel me? Yeah. What up? We got to stop the interview real quick. We're live in Vegas right now. Uh, listen, fellas, if you're watching this and you need a little extra pep in your step, you know what step I'm talking about. I'm talking about that dick step, damn it, all right? If you need some help with that dick of yours, uh, Blue Chew is here to save the day. That's right. Same exact ingredient as Viagra and Cialis, but here's the catch. No awkward doctor's appointments. It comes straight to your door in a chewable form. Very discreet packaging, very discreet billing. Uh, you don't have to go to a uh, random waiting room while you wait to get your dick pills from the doctor. It's an embarrassing situation. No. With Blue Chew, all you do is go to bluechew.com right now. Sign up with the promo code BOOTLEG. That's the most important part. When you sign up with BOOTLEG at bluechew.com, you get your first month for free. You just got to pay $5 shipping. That's right. You go to Blue Chew. You get the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis in that blue chew form. Your dick is uh, on an all-time high. I mean, this thing is fucking booming. Uh, and then on the other end, they just dropped their new mint chewable, which has the same active ingredients as Levitra, all right, which is even stronger. So if you really need some help in the dick department, blue chew's got you, all right? Go get a free month. Fellas, I don't care if you're not even dealing with any dick problems. Maybe you just want to impress somebody you're about to fucking hammer, all right? Go to blue chew. Get your first month for free right now, delivered right to your doorstep using that promo code BOOTLEG. Go do that, and let's get back to the interview. Was that, what, what was that, um, then, you know, obviously, you almost lost your life. It was very public. And think about that. I did. And, you know, I, I'm admitting to you, you know, doing drugs, yeah. you know, in the hood that you would never do. Right. I didn't do drugs that night, though. Really? Roll up. So, what was was it? Were you on Viagra or some shit? I mean, yeah, I was. I was going to have sex that night. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I was preparing that night. Cause you had um, cardiac arrest, right? I had everything. Yeah, I was under. I had twelve strokes and six heart attacks. <laughs> Jesus. And what? So what? What brought that on? The Just, drugs that they slipped me, I guess. Oh, they slipped you some shit. Yeah. yeah. And as a you know, as as a drug addict, I was like. 
I wish you had told me what it was, because that had to be some good shit to lay me down for three days. Right. I woke up, I couldn't walk or talk or nothing. No, I remember, dude. It was scary. Yeah. I think the scariest part for me was not being able to talk. That's got to be frustrating. You can't communicate. You know, that's got to be crazy. It was extremely humbling. Yeah. I mean, just think about it. I'm two-time NBA champion, Lamar Odom. Feel me? I'm laying in see the sign now. I can't even hold my bowels, my G. <laughs> I got nurses coming to change me every three or four hours or something right. like that. Man, do you feel like that it sometimes, because, you know, I, I grew up in a family with a lot of drug addicts uh, very close to me, and I almost feel like you almost have to hit a certain rock bottom before you kind of get woken up a bit or really truly evaluate your shit? Do you feel like that that was kind of like a, uh, a... Well, for me, it was confusing because I'm like, damn, I ain't even do drugs that night. But I think for me that ultimately was wound up being like the, you know... It's those gas station dick pills, man. The way that... Yeah. <laughs> I, think that I think that was the, one, the shit that made me like, yo, you know, you could lose your life. I got too much to live for. Yeah, you can lose your life just living a certain way, man. Well, I got kids, man. My daughter's 24. That's crazy. My son, 21. You got some grown-ass children, man. Yeah. It's wild, bro. You got reason to be here, feel me? You do, man. You do. It's been dope just to see kind of like the redemption story, man. I saw the story uh, when you were down bad. Obviously, you know, you had to um, auction your rings off. Mm -hmm. And the guy came up to you at the Laker game. I just got him back. And he just gave him back to you, right? Okay, because there's a fan that... I done dapped up. Right. Many thousands of times. And, um. You get a little closer to the mic. He seen me at the first Laker game. And he was like, Lamar, I got him. I'm like, got what? What are you talking about? Yeah. It's like, I got to get them shits fucking back where they belong. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like, the fucking rings, bro. I'm like, oh, shit. He's like, I'm going you know, to give you a, a day where you can come get them. I went back the next day. I'm going to get them. I ain't take them off since. That shit's amazing. And the fact that... He didn't ask for nothing. He didn't ask for nothing. Because he paid good money for the rings. Like... I mean, they ended up selling for like a series. This my man, France. Yeah. I'm going to call him France. Shout out to him. Shout out to France. Solid fucking guy, man. Solid dude. For sure, for sure. Um, yo, obviously, Kobe meant a lot to you. Um, his death is probably the most like traumatic, unexpected. I didn't know Kobe Bryant. I'm a basketball fan, though, you mm -hmm. know? And that shit really fucked me up. Um for you, man, you know, was Kobe always there for you even through the low times? Because you you obviously had a lot of a lot of low. Hell yeah, yeah. Always. See, I take short. Fuck on. We were talking about being an addict. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when I was playing. Like, like, I never like gambled like heavy. Mm -hmm. 
like that. What else y'all doing? I'm out the NBA. Yeah. I'm not making the money I used to make. Mm-hmm. I fucking pick up a gambling addiction. The worst. How bad was it? Really bad. So, I'm going to tell you why I got bad, really bad, because that whole, that bitch, that's a straight line whore. Because she let you fuck who you think is going to be all sweet. Like oh, that all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's the worst. I've been there. Listen, I've you been there. You think it's going to be like that all sweet all the time? I remember the first time I like, we may get into it, I was in. I was in Florida at the Hard Rock. Mm-hmm. Me and my man Lena Free, Carlos is dead. I started for like no bullshit, like twenty five hundred. I ran it all the way up to like sixty k that night, and it was to me it was no better feeling than going upstairs, taking your money, putting it in the safe. You're like, gosh, damn. But that that's shit, all it takes. That shit, one of those nights it unleashed it unleashed the same demon like that cocaine unleashed in me, man. So make a long story short, I'm in a hole. Like I can't get myself out of it. I don't got the money to pay it. Mm. You know what I mean? So I'm like, the fuck I'm gonna do? So Everybody know Kobe was like an extra frugal motherfucker. Like, right. Uh, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm, I think I might have to make the call this motherfucker. I'm like, God, I know if I'm going to get cursed out. What the fuck you doing, that little Called him after he cursed me out. What the fuck you doing, that so you'll just have your people call my people. So he got you out of your gambling hall? Facts. How deep were you in? Really deep. Can you give us the number? North of six figures? Yeah. So when you're in like a gambling hole, is that like you're using bookies or are you like... No, I'm not. I'm using my money to get out. I don't want to use no bookie or... What was your game? Blackjack. Oh, yeah. And roulette. I, see, roulette, I love roulette. Like roulette? I love roulette. You know what's fucked up about roulette is you'll fucking get to a table and you'll see like, you always think that there's a strategy to roulette, but there isn't. Mm-hmm. Now, there's ways you could play to increase your chances. You play roulette at, at the, um, in Vegas, at the SLS? I play roulette everywhere I go. Yeah. I like roulette and craps. But what I do is I'll bet, um, you know how you could bet the outside, the thirds? So I'll bet two of the thirds at the same time. Yeah. And if one of those hits, I win because they pay two to one, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, if I put 10 on each one and one of the two hits, I win $10 in profit. If I lose, I triple up that bet on two. And you keep tripling every time you lose. And then it's it's a strategy. It works. But it's also, if you get on a losing streak, you're like, you could be fucking assed out unless you're on like, yeah. It, I love roulette, though. Mm. Roulette's amazing. So you, you discover gambling. Gambling fucking... Gets to the point where you're six figures in the hole. I ain't got nobody called but Kobe Bryant. And Kobe saves the day. 
The cheapest millionaire I know, probably. Wow. And like, that's not an easy call to make. I don't know. Like, let me call the, one of the greatest players of all time. I got pride. One of my closest friends and yeah. ask him for some money. Did he make you pay it back? He was a great businessman. You know that? Yeah. So you had to pay it back? Of course. Well, I mean, you did pay it back. Of course. Nice. And interest? No. No. Wow. Shout out to Kobe. Save the day, man. That's crazy. Where, like, like for you, would you say that his death, you know, because I think it was very, like, like I said, dude, f- just for America, it was right before the pandemic, too. Mm-hmm. Um, how did, I mean, just for you, man, like, how did it hit you? Where, where were you at when you found out about the news? I was in Atlanta. I was in Atlanta, and I know the man, so I was there. They told me his helicopter crash. I was like, yeah, I just jumped out and landed on his feet. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was that bad. The funny, my man that I was with, he started throwing up. Wow. He don't even know Kobe. This is what, this is what I'm thinking to myself. I'm like, damn, he's throwing up. He don't even know being... It's it's like one of those things that I think probably because the way it happened, it don't even really seem like real. It's the way, to me, it's the way it happened because it was now, a freak like, accident. His yeah, daughter like, was with him. Like, we know that he's not here. Right. Obviously, you know what I'm saying? Right. But it just don't really seem real. You know, it's 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 pretty wild. It's definitely, uh, like I said, man, as a basketball fan. And I, I've, I'm i a Laker hater. I grew up rooting against Kobe. Yeah. And that shit I was like, well, I've watched this dude my whole fucking childhood. Like, mm-hmm. I played this motherfucker and like, like, like I didn't know him, but I felt like I knew him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, it was, it was, it was a big loss, man. Definitely uh, crazy. Hey, which ring for you meant the most? Which year? 2010, because it was the Celtics. Mm. They fucking shook our bus 2008 when they beat us by 40 or whatever. Yeah. They wouldn't even let us leave the fucking arena. That would have been the year that you beat my Phoenix Suns in the Western Conference Finals? Or no, that was... No, no, I think you weren't on the team. I think that was 2012. We, the Lakers beat the... Suns in the Suns? West? Yeah, I think I don't think you're on the team. I don't think so either. It was... Uh, yeah, that was... Uh, that was... Yeah, even though we did beat the Suns one year, though, in the playoffs. I mean... With Steve Nash, right? I mean... We also beat y'all when you guys yeah. were those eight three, seeds. 3-1. Yeah, I was up 3-1. The eight, the eight seed days. We was up 3-1 area. Yeah, in the first round. And we came back. We did. Steve Nash. Tim Thomas hit the three. Tim, I was there. In L.A.? Yeah, I was, I was out. I was out, yeah. Yo, Tim Thomas was also solid on the Clippers for a little bit, but Tim Thomas was fucking beast. He made some big shots for us. Or no, no, no. I don't think he was on the Clippers. He we he hit a shot against the Clippers, though, in the playoffs for us. Tim Thomas in high school was woo, woo. beast. He was the same size. That's crazy. How tall are you? 6'10". Yeah. He was, was the same size in high school. That's crazy. Now, for you, 
outside of yourself, who's the greatest six man of all time? Michael Cooper. Okay. Then Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford, man. I'll say Michael Cooper first because impact the game. Right. If Jamal Crawford is off that night, then true. He was a he was a real like like streaky guy. Crawford mm-hmm. was, but when he was on, ooh, he did fifty. Put fifty up for everybody he played for. Oh, he really? played he played for the Suns a few years ago. Put fifty. Well, he's tough though. Yeah, and then and then do we put Lou Williams in there anywhere? Mm-hmm. Because Lou's, uh, you know, yeah, we start, he's one of the best six men. Yeah, of this day and age. Yeah, easily. Yeah, shout out to Lou. Yeah, what about shout out to Lou for living with two women? Yeah, he, he's got the the double girlfriend thing going. Could you ever do that? I wish I would have did it when I was in the NBA. <laughs> would have been made more sense than anything else than lying. Mm. Yeah. I wasn't mature enough to do it. But I could have did it. I feel like if you're a woman who dates an NBA player, I feel like you kind of have to know what you're signing up for. Right? How about if you're a woman that dates a man? Mm. You want to get real with it? I, I can't get real with it. I'm, you're married. Yeah, shout out to my wife. Shout out to white people. But nah, but in terms of like, yo, if somebody's on the road... Uh, 41 dates a year, right? Mm-hmm. One would expect millionaires traveling the planet would have some wild uh, situations that are almost unavoidable as a man. But I was messing with one woman at the time when I was playing the NBA. Mm-hmm. And she said the difference between me and you, Lamar, is that you entertain the shit. Mm. Like men, we walk outside with our million dollars, chin high, mm-hmm. hand on our dick. Like I'm gonna get laid tonight. Yeah, women. If, imagine if you imagine if women walked outside like that. And there's all some that do walk outside like that, but not stereotypically. That's true. You know I mean? Was there was it was it like? Did you guys know like certain chicks in certain cities that like just everybody kind of ran through? Like the like because I man, I swear to God, bro. I know four or five bitches in, in Phoenix, Arizona, Scottsdale, and they fucked every NBA all-star imaginable. Uh, and I'm like, did they No, I mean, I- there's some women that make themselves available like that, but, you know, some of them are probably going to get married to one of, one of the NBA players. Certainly. They ain't going to know. They're trying. Do, did you ever see guys beef out over chicks? Most NBA players, when you see an NBA dude and they look like they beefing for no reason, like how did I get out of control? It's probably mostly over all the time over a woman. Did you ever beef with anybody over a chick? No. No. Who was there somebody who you had like some like actual like, yo, I fucking don't like this guy. I'm giving him hard fouls. No, nah, because I was him. fucking this girl or something like that. No, no, no. Just like you just didn't like him. Hey, we gotta stop the interview real quick to tell you about our partners at Odd Socks, our presenting sponsor here at the Bootleg Head Podcast. Listen, Christmas time is approaching faster than you think. I mean, we're like fucking a month and a half away or some shit, whatever. Uh, get some Odd Socks for your folks. Go to oddsocksofficial.com, use the promo code BOOTLEG, and you'll save 20% off at checkout. The most comfortable socks in the world. That's right. We got some Scarface socks. They got WWE. 
You know what I mean? They also got the Cheech and Chongs. They also got the Flaming Hots for you hot shit eating fucks out there. My favorite, just the Odd Socks Basics. They're just so comfy. Literally the most comfortable sock in the world. I'm holding the fucking sock right now. You can save 20% off. Plus, they got boxers now, baby. All right? Go to oddsocksofficial.com. Promo code bootleg at checkout. Save 20% off and support our family at Odd Socks and the podcast at the same fucking time. Let's get back to the interview. I mean, sometimes competition could be that intense. So who did you, like, not fuck with? Like, when you were playing, not, not personally. I just mean, like, yo, for example, I'm a fan. I can't fuck with Pat Beverly because of what he did to Chris Paul, you know, when he fucking hit him in the back a couple years ago because I'm a Suns fan. Oh. But I'm saying, like, who, who did you, like, who was, like, your foe? No, nah, I ain't never really have no, like, like, if it was, you know, if it was, you know, beef, it was just beef. Both of us respected each other. Like, I ain't, like, I don't fuck. Nah, I ain't never really have that type of. Who was the even most? A, even the dudes where I'm looking to kill, take your head off. Even like even the dudes from the. Oh, let me see. I'm gonna take. I might take that back. You gotta have a Celtics guy, huh? Tony Allen, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm okay. But okay. But okay. What I'm saying, like, I don't fuck with him. It's like more of a like on the court. Of course, that's what I mean. I don't fuck with him. It ain't like a off the court. Yeah, because Tony. Hey, Tony Allen was a fucking. Yeah, but like Paul Pierce, I ain't like Paul Pierce. Yeah. You know what I mean? If if he was. Off the pick and roll, if I could trip him or something like that to make him let him fall, or I would do it. And he's still petty as hell. He you shits on I mean? LeBron every time he gets a chance. Some of these dudes are jealous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Paul Pierce. You know, he had to get Ray Allen and uh, KG to. You know. You know what I mean? When that happened, it was that? That was like the oh eight oh nine season. They win the first year. Did you guys like? Because that was I know everybody talks about LeBron going to Miami. But to me, the real first like super team of that era. Man, they've era. been doing that shit. Well, Think they've been doing it. it, but I'm talking about that era when Ray Allen and KG went to the Celtics and won it. They went from worst team to the best team. Yeah, that's and, how it happens when your team get better. And the, all the NBA players that hate on it, they make your team better, motherfucker. Get in the gym. Yeah. But I'm know. saying when, when, when the Celtics formed that trio, and obviously they had Rondo as a rookie, but like. When that they, was great for basketball. Was great. Like you guys were excited for it. Yeah, he's not gonna always be one two. Yeah, look at Larry Bird, Magic. No, we had Larry Bird, uh, Mikael Parrish. Yeah, Magic, Worthy, Kareem. Right. Those ones are like, oh my god, they got a super team. Well, those are super teams for you sure. What I'm saying, but it was expected. If you're the GM of the Lakers, how do you fix this year, or just fix the team in general? There's not a lot of assets. Seems to be. Rob Palenka put together a pretty shitty roster, but you know that's neither here nor there. If you had his job, what what would you do differently? <clears throat> it depends on what my goal was. If the goal was to win, like right now, if I had to win more games right right now, yeah, then you probably have to make a drastic change. Then the drastic change they probably would have to make that probably people wouldn't probably even begin to fathom. What the draft change would be. You're talking about trading LeBron. So you would trade LeBron? I'm saying. How does I'm, Le- I wouldn't do it. You would? I wouldn't do it. But you're saying if I was a gym, if my responsibility was to make the team better right now. How would that make that it That means better? you have to, because you have to get better players. And you can get 
two to three players right now. So why not trade AD? Or you can trade AD. They got to trade. They, well, I, I would think because from LeBron, you probably would get more for him because he's LeBron. Mm-hmm. He's going to change the culture to your for your organization for the next two or three years maybe you have him. Yeah, I mean, he's got a, a small window. I feel like... For AD, I think teams would probably be scared to take AD because he ain't played 82 games the last two seasons. Right. And you brought up trading LeBron. I would never trade LeBron, personally. I call him Guard James. LeBron or Jordan? Who's a, who's a go? Why would you ask me that? Michael Jordan. Uh, I think you're wrong, but that's not a hero. I think I'm wrong. Yeah, I love Jordan. He's up there. How old are you? I'm, hey, Jordan's my favorite. You didn't get to see Michael Jordan? Of course. I, I, as a child, I have his posters all over my wall, but I still just think LeBron's better. He's been doing it at a high level way longer than Jordan did. Mm. Think about it. The year that Jordan came back and played with the Wizards, by the way, he still was putting up buckets. Almost took him to the playoffs. I don't know. I, don't, I just think if you was like it. I don't know. Some, some people that watched basketball the last 20, 30 years and really got to see Michael Jordan. I just think that the, the reasons why Michael Jordan is great, like LeBron, just can't live up. Yeah, but it's you could good. say but it's you cool could, to be second, though. No, but, that, but you could say the same thing about Jordan. Jordan what? wasn't as great of a passer as LeBron. Jordan, no, he couldn't do some things better. But just Michael Jordan, to I mean, LeBron's in what year twenty? Yes, he's an amazing and player. I agree 30? with you. I agree with you. I did agree you, with did, you. Did you play? But it's just something about Michael Jordan is the it factor. Did you play? You know, and you know it's no, of course. It's I'm the, talking I about. mean, yeah, it's the six rings. It's the killer. It's, it's, the, it's the killer instinct. The man. You okay. just can't really compare players. Like Strictly that. basketball, all time. LeBron or Kobe? Kobe Bryant for the same reasons why I'm picking Michael Jordan. You putting Kobe over LeBron? Yeah. I mean, he's your friend. for one game. I'm talking about for one no, no, game. No, I mean, you got one I mean, game, two possessions. I mean, we're talking about the goat list here. Yeah, Kobe Bryant. You put Kobe over LeBron. Kobe Bryant is, is and the reason why I'm I'm picking Michael Jordan, I mean Kobe Bryant is because Michael Jordan, he's the, he's the you know, set the ball. Yeah. And Kobe Bryant was the only one that was chasing Michael Jordan's greatness. Hmm. And it was obvious. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, like, from his walk, from the fadeaway, did you, from his will to did win. You, um, Motherfucker had 81 points, man. You got, when you got drafted, Jordan was already retired, right? But then he, yeah. did he come back to the Wizards while you were already in the league? I got to play against Mike one year, one time, and I had food, food poisoning. Oh, shit. So when I went on the court, I seen two Mikes. I was no, oh, you were fucked no, up. No bueno. You were I didn't really up. get to perform. Was this when he was on the Wizards? Yeah, we was in DC. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it still had to be pretty cool to say you. It was cool. You guarded it. It was cool to meet him though. I met him the first time I met him in Phoenix. Mm. Great place. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike Tyson was in the club. Sounds about that right. same night. He used to live there. I was in a club with Mike Tyson and Michael Jordan. Phoenix got some incredible white women though. They got a lot of great everything. White women, Real Latinas. It, it might be the hot white chick capital the of the world. The pink toes, bro. Yeah. That's what we call them in the league. The pink toes? Pink toes. Does that have to do with their nipples or their toes? They feet. They feet. Oh. You know, my friend Conway the Machine, he calls white women, 
he said he likes dusty feet. He said I like dirty foot white bitches. Dirty foot white bitches. <laughs> Wait a minute. So you, by the way, a scenario in which you, Mike Tyson, and Michael Jordan are in the same nightclub. Mm-hmm. Got it. Right, yo, let me tell you something. Yo. So I'm in the club. I'm with my man Maurice Taylor. And I'm like, yo, Mo. I can't stop looking at this motherfucker. <laughs> mm. I was like, Mo, I can't stop looking at this motherfucker. Like, I, I, it's like he was glowing. Like, you ever seen when Chappelle said about Rick James that he had like the, seen his aura yeah. coming off him? Like, I could really, his presence was that strong. You know what's funny? I went to a Simba concert like a few months ago, and all of a sudden behind me was Le- Le- LeBron James and his wife. Yeah. And I was the same way. Yeah. I was just like, damn, he's with his wife or I would bother him. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, shit. Yo, his presence was like, it was like, it was come strong. Did you party with Mike Tyson at all that night? No. I feel like that would be a legendary hang back in the day. A Lamar Odom Tyson I want to smoke an L with Mike Tyson, though. I feel like that'd be pretty easy to do. Have you done his podcast? Mm-mm. You got to make that happen. Yeah. It's out here. And he's got his, he's got the weed shit going crazy. Yeah. He's going to try to talk you into smoking the toad, though. The toad? The that's D- his shit. That's that DMT. No, it's not his shit. DMT. What's that? It's the, um, it's it's pretty much the active chemical that's- Oh, that's a psychedelic. Yeah. That shit is crazy. But that shit, you almost, you actually, you have to freebase it. Yeah. So it's it's like, it looks like you're smoking crack. Right up my alley, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Right up my alley. Psychedelic free base. <laughs> I'm with it. Oh, man. Yo, Lamar, tell me about the craziest night of your life that was not the night we all know about where you almost lost your life. Give me, like, peak partying, Lamar. Is it a bunch of women? Are you having a foursome? Are you... What, what's going on? I think the craziest night... Oh, I think Chloe, she came into this motherfucking hotel room at the Roosevelt. Okay, you and Chloe? No, I was at the hotel room with some other women. Oh. She came into the hotel room. She started beating the bitch ass at the Roosevelt. So you're in the room with just one or multiple women? Oh, I forgot how many women it was. More than one, though, for sure. Possibly. Could have been more than one. So Chloe finds out you're there. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck she knew I was there, though. Because she's a woman. They're the best. How you know which hotel? Because she... She probably knows people, bro. She's Chloe Kardashian. She probably, you know, slipped the guy at the front desk. That, I don't know. Okay, so you're cheating on Chloe. Yeah. She shows up. What happens next? I don't know. She just started fucking the girl up. Jesus. We were at the, at the Roosevelt Hotel. I had to, like, get her off the girl. I'm, start, I'm thinking about, oh, this girl going to press charges. Right. TMZ. But, you know, I got the... Got the Got her on off the girl. Did you guys end up like, like the girl never went to the police or nah, like freaked nah, out? No, nah, no, nah. Oh, she was a real one. Oh. I can't. I wish I could remember who it was. Mm. I can't remember. How many times? Because well, you know, you and Chloe had a a relationship that I think was. Uh, we got to watch it on TV. People loved y'all. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? People loved y'all together. Were you like? I mean, like you. Obviously, you cheated, but like. How many times did you get caught cheating by Chloe? 
Mm, two. That's not bad. She seems like a forgiving person. She is. She wiped my ass when I was recovering. Yeah. Hey, what up, y'all? Bootleg Kev. Got to stop the interview to tell you about our newest sponsor, man. Shout out to the homies at Hardeen Las Vegas. That's right. The number one dispensary in the whole state of Nevada, let alone in the whole fucking country. So many choices of premium cannabis, ladies and gentlemen. It is like, how can I put this? You walk into it. You go to Hardeen in Las Vegas. When you're on vacation, when you're out there tricking off, whatever you're doing, stop off at Hardeen. Tell them I sent you. Be like, yo, bootleg Kev sent me. They're going to take care of you at Hardeen. When I say selection, I mean selection of the best premium cannabis in the world. The best dispensary. There's a reason why Hardeen is world famous. Follow them right now. Hardeen underscore Las Vegas. Go to their website, HardeenLasVegas.com. That's J-A-R-D-I-N underscore Las Vegas. When you're in Vegas, you have to pull up to Hardeen. Tell them I sent you and get high off your fucking face. I don't even know what that means. How do you get high off of your face? Eh, whatever. Melt your fucking face off with some of that good Hardeen, y'all. Go follow him one more time. That's Hardeen underscore Las Vegas. Let's get back to the interview. Is there a... I feel like we always hear about people who who are inside of that family and how like it comes with a lot of pressure because obviously it's the most fam- famous family in the world. You know what I'm saying? Is there any truth to that? Like. What? Once you kind of get into that Kardashian gang, there's just cha- things change in terms of like, obviously you have a lot more eyes on you, but do you feel that pressure? Is it like palatable? Well, it's pressure, but I'm an athlete, championship athlete. If anybody handled the pressure with me, yeah, I didn't handle the power. Mm. But you feel me? Yeah, there's power that comes with that shit for sure. Mm. Yeah. Were you... uh were you around Ye at all when he was? Yeah, he was playing the music for me. His new, new, new shit for me when I was recovering. Damn, I fucked with him for that. Yeah, yeah. Kanye seems. I mean, he seems like a pretty misunderstood guy, man. He's one. Of, he's my favorite artist ever, though. I got post ever. Yeah, so I got all his albums. I mean, Nas is my favorite MC. Yeah, but in terms of artist dis- discography, straight. yeah, it's Ye. Yeah, love Ye, man. I think yeah. It's so crazy. I listen to some of his shit now. I'm, I'm realizing how good it is. What what Do you remember which album he was playing you while you were in the hospital? What year was it? I can probably tell you. It was 2015. Oh, it was The Life of Pablo. That's what I was just to say. I think it was The Life of Pablo. Yeah, because that came out in 2016. Right up. Yeah, that's fire. Mm-hmm. Shit. All the new shit. That shit woke my soul up because I was really dead. At that time, I think that's why, like, I kind of like lost Chloe because of my mind I couldn't really um, express myself how I was feeling, mm. express my thoughts. You know what I mean? Yeah. After not being able to talk, shit it took me a little while to learn how to talk and walk again. That's crazy, man. I can only imagine you had to write shit down. All that. Yeah. And it's not like, even if you write something down, you ain't really getting out your thoughts like how you want to get them out. Mm-mm. It's the same. Not with the fluidity. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's crazy, man. Well, look, you've you've uh, you've had a hell of a redemption story that you're still doing, man. Yeah, I ain't stopping. I got some the ketamine clinic. You heard of ketamine? 
I've heard about how it can be like beneficial. I don't know the details though, so maybe you can. No, I got these um, these clinics coming out. Maybe we can make have you um, try it out. Well, what yeah. uh, what is it? Because we heard a ket- like I know ketamine like the people- party drug. Right. Not the party drug. Right. Because there's probably heard people can get stuck in a K-hole. No, done this way. I'm sure can help with it. PTSD, mm-hmm. depression, and addiction. Yeah, I've heard about you know, that. I think in today's society, that's probably needed because everybody's suffering from one or the other. After we all, kind of after the pandemic just basically put us in jail basically for the last two years, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody not really meant to do a bit. You ain't lying. You feel me? Yeah. So a lot of people lost their minds. So you have your you you have like a ketamine clinic that, where people can kind of safely administer it for therapeutic purposes. Mm-hmm. Is, do you it's a, like, no, it's about to. I'm about to partner up with a ketamine clinic. Is that something that you've actually done? Mm-hmm. And it, it was helpful. I don't get high. That's great, man. I don't think about getting high. As fast as I think about that word cocaine coming my mouth, it leaves that quick. What is like a? Would you and, say? And you know. I, Work is work every day in my relationship with God. Yeah, smoke my marijuana. That's about it. Weed is fine. I think I think I think we all know. Like weed, I think weed and psychedelics should just you know. I I don't know if we can consider those drugs because they're so beneficial. Well, I think so for some people, marijuana opens the gateway. That's what goes to the gateway. It's true. Right? Yeah, it is true. It does. So if you're not really strong and disciplined, right, knowledgeable about marijuana. You know what I'm saying? You need to know everything about it before you indulge in it heavy. Yeah, I mean, I know people who started smoking weed and then, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I think it's definitely a gateway. It's a certain truth to it. Being I, don't, I know people, some people that smoke weed would never fuck with cocaine or anything else. You hardly ever find somebody who's never smoked weed, but they're huge cokeheads. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, show me that guy. Yeah, I've never smoked in my life, but I love fucking coke. Yeah. Yeah. That shit's crazy. So you don't even think about cocaine anymore. No. That's good, man. I don't know, I don't. Do you do meetings? Nah. I just stay close to God. You know what I'm saying? My little ketamine sessions. Yeah. Pray on it. I think I understand the um, risk and reward. Mm. You feel me? Yeah. It comes down to that. Yeah, the ket- uh, you did, they do ketamine. They also do. You could also do a MDMA like a therapy. Yeah, for PTSD. Well, let's get that party started right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get that prescription. No, no, it's a real thing though. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, MDMA. There's like MDMA trials that help veterans get through PTSD. Same thing with the psilocybin, the mushroom shit. A lot of that shit, if, admi- if administrated, you know, uh, properly, that shit is beneficial. But I think that's what any drug, honestly. Except maybe not crack. I don't know. Nah. <laughs> nah, you can't nothing beneficial about that shit. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, or cocaine. I don't think nothing could be beneficial about cocaine. Yeah, because even if you're fucking on coke, you can't, you're done. Don't, don't, don't get soft. Yeah. You do a little bit too, a little bit too much. So while you're on coke, are you simultaneously taking gas station dick pills? Jerking, I'm jerking my dick off. If I am, bro, oh, I don't even want to get into that. Nah, man, I, I just wonder, because like you got to do, you got to do the Viagra and the coke. Yeah, together. you got to keep your dick hard. It's, yeah. It's all, it's all downhill from there. Yeah, that Viagra shit is serious. 
You wake up in the morning with the hardest dick of your life. You take a Viagra the night before, you wake up in the morning and you're fucking. That's the perfect dick, though. Yeah. Morning. Pause. Yeah. But yeah. You ever do the gas station rhinos? Like yeah, you, yeah. Or the honey, the honey pack? The honey pack don't do nothing for me. I feel like the honey pack is like immediate because you're. Yeah. Cause ever drugs work different for. That's true. Right? That's true. Yeah. I just you know the Mexican Viagra yeah. always is a safe generic vibe, and now they that shit's like not even like a trademark by Pfizer anymore. So there's, by the way, bluechew.com promo code bootleg. What's that? What's bluechew? It is the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. But it's in a chewable form. You don't have to go to the doctor. It gets sent right to your house. And if you use that promo code, at Blue, it? it's it's a it's for your dick. Where is it? Blue Chew. Blue Chew. Promo code Blue. How many you rather just need one or just two? Oh, you just need one. But me, I'm a f- double dipper, bro. I'm no. like, I need two. I'm like, if I'm a. I'll be trying to be the Rico Strong. Well, you're a fucking wild boy. Uh, yeah, I am. So you'll be fucking turned up 200 milligrams of. Well, listen, Blue Chew's fire. And it's, you know. They sponsor the Bootleg Cat podcast, and I've taken them. In. Oh, do they? Yeah. Shout out to Blue Chew. They might want to start up, um, do my podcast, the only low Yeah, we got to make it happen. So we got to get Blue Chew to sponsor too, so your shit. And you'll use the product, obviously. On the show. Oh, shit. Bluechew.com, promo code bootleg, and you'll get your first month for free. Um, I, I kind of want to get back to the basketball a little bit, man. Uh, who was the hardest player that you had to defend where you just knew that night was just fuck. I, I, I this is who I gotta get on. Zach Randolph. Oh, Zebo. And he was he was fucking That's a beast. And he wouldn't he won't stop. And he's like, I don't think people understand like Zebo's like he's like built like a house. Mm-hmm. How good he was. So it was pound, 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 and he gonna finesse you. Yeah. Or finesse, then pound, pound, pound. Even like back to the Blazers days. Mm-hmm. He was good. And all game long, too, he coming with it. Mm. And whatever his team, whatever team he on, his team is, they like looking to go to him. Like, he probably well, he's like one the, the leader. Yeah. Yeah, shout Offensively. out to Did you guys ever get high together, like on weed? Because I know he's a big pot smoker. Nah. I, I, Zeebo, nah. I heard Zebo be blowing down them, them, them tree. Well, shit, he got hit in Sacramento with like five pounds of weed or some shit. Yeah. Montre, who else? What's up with rappers traveling with pounds of weed? Or not rappers, uh, athletes. Ball players want to be rappers. Rappers want to be ball players. It's always Same been thing. that, huh? Yeah. Did you ever try to have a go at rapping? I got my 16 on my podcast. You ain't hear it? Uh, I, I mean, I saw the freestyle that you put out like that was viral like 10 years ago. No, oh no, that's a you remember that freestyle, one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the high freestyle. That was when you but were not, high. <laughs> yeah, but this one I did, I did it for my podcast. Spit a little 16 on it. It's cool. When you were... Did you, like, uh, obviously being from Jamaica, I mean, home of 50. And Lost Boys, too. Hey, yo, shout out R.I.P. to Freaky Ty. Yeah. Um, Cheeks. Yeah, Mr. Cheeks, man. Damn. Love the Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what Was there, because you got drafted in 99? Mm-hmm. So that's about the time. Lost I Boys feel, was popping. Well, Lost Boys was popping, and I feel like How to, uh, how to Rob might have been in that same around that time window 2000 2001 yeah like did you and 50 ever have a, a relationship being from the same place nah me and um me and cheeks me and cheeks do though that's dope man yeah, me and cheeks too. shout out to, to 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 the lost boy shout out to mr cheeks man lights mm-hmm. camera action guy damn it thanks um okay so we the, the hardest player to guard was zach randolph what about uh the dirtiest player 
And I don't mean dirty in like a bad way. I mean like, you know, there's dirty players. Uh, no, nah, Zach Randolph, he was a good dirty. Yeah. There's every every possession. What was it like guarding Tim Duncan? A I, guy never, who like, I never really guarded Tim Duncan a lot. He probably played the center or power probably guarded were, him a you, lot. You were pretty much at the three. Right? Or the four. No, the four. Three or four. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, Powell was guarding But Tim him. Duncan was a motherfucker, though. He yeah. was so patient. Took his time. And also, like, no emotion, right? Like, you know, it don't, it, like, I feel like he's not the type of dude to react to shit talking or talk shit back. Now, he talks shit, but just he just he talks shit differently. And I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, get your ass up. Get your ass up. Blah, 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 blah. What about the, like the phrases? What about the biggest, the best trash talker in your career that you you played against? Probably be Gary Payton, but when and when I came into the NBA, like talking trash, like they kind of like took that out the game a little bit. Right. Like they don't really like just yeah, motherfucker, and one. They don't, you can't get into it. like you know how Larry Bird and them used to be in each other's face talking shit, after talking crazy bucket. shit. Can't do that right now. Yeah. Well, look, you got your podcast. Yeah. Uh, pr- plug that real quick. Mm-hmm. We're we're the uh, the on, what is it called? On the low, on the low podcast. Look for that joint. Is it coming or is it out? It's coming. It's, no, it's out. It's out. It's out. First episode. Yeah, we did it. I did an episode yesterday with Dogface. You know, Dogface, the um, the Mexican dude. Yeah. The skateboard. Yeah, the skateboarder. And the cranberry juice. Yeah, the cranberry juice. You got to start, Barry. You got to go on Mike Tyson's podcast. I will. You have to. Yeah, I will. That'll be legendary. Facts. What? Oh man. I will. To be a fly on the wall in the nightclub that Michael Jordan, Mike Tyson, and Lamar Odom were in Yo, I was at the same there that fucking night. time. Word. That's fucking crazy. Not to mention the night where you're hanging out with Prince while banging Travis Henson. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to say banging. Yeah, that's just... <laughs> Listen, Lamar Odom, you're a legend, man. I appreciate, appreciate your you. time. Appreciate you more, bro. Yes, sir. Go go uh, support the podcast. You got the weed coming out. Uh, sure. How can they figure December out... December 3rd. You can get it anywhere. Get it, um, it's going to be everywhere. Cookies. Well, how can they learn about um, the ketamine clinic? Or is that coming soon? Um... It's coming soon. How can they learn about the ketamine clinic, Arden? That's a good question. Just stay, yeah. stay, stay close to your IG, right? I got you. Yeah, stay, stay um, close to my IG. There it is, man. Appreciate your time, brother. I'm popping out here. Yes, sir. Right. Lamar Odom, fire. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 